Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrude. I, <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but I have been worried about savings, so I've been trying to ferret money away. What yeah. little I can. 10% of every check, Sean. It adds up. Compound interest. Residuals. Yeah. There you go. It's all going to be worthless in the, the apocalypse anyway, so. That is true. Just get in, get in line and... Uh, get ready to be someone's fucked out. I'm just, uh, I'm hedging my bets. I'm going to keep a, a credit card balance and then I'm also going to save a little bit. So either way, I'm, I'm going to lose a little, but I might make a little in the long run if the, you know, if Visa gets wiped clean or MasterCard goes under. Here's to breaking even. Here's to breaking even. <laughs> well, it's a, uh, it's Monday night football. Are you, uh, are you, Right in front of the television, watching the Chiefs and the who the whoever the Chiefs are playing. Uh, no, I've been watching the uh, the Stanley Cup mostly because I'm like, oh yeah, this is still on and it could end tonight. It so, certainly looks like it's about to. My season ended long before this, so I uh, kind of been toned or tuned out on that, but. Uh, I mean, you did your time in the bubble and you've moved on. Now you're back home amongst family, enjoying yourself with the millions of dollars you've accrued as a professional athlete. Which, yeah. Which is really what it's all about. When the Penguins got knocked That's... out, I, I kind of, that was the undertone that I was reading. It's like, yeah, we don't really want to be here. We don't know if there's going to be a world in six months. So uh, don't really yeah. care. The whole, like, the finals I've been watching has been like, he plays for them now? Like, it feels like I haven't watched hockey in like seven years. Because there's all these people that were basically mainstays of their team like a while ago. And I'm like, huh, we're on the Dallas Stars now. That's weird. Things change, Sean. People change. Except Ben Bishop's backup goalies. Apparently that's a... You, if you're back up to Ben Bishop, you're going to start in the Stanley Cup final. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's played at all, has he? I uh, know. I, I think he's sick or something, which has got to be hellacious. <laughs> Here's your shot. Uh, nope. Well, I mean, you get a ring either way. Yeah, that's true. And he's got all that money to cry to cry on. So, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Sean, there's only so many things we can talk about, and we have so many things that we've been through together, but even just the reason that brought us together, we figure why not start there early on in this little endeavor we've managed to embark upon. But uh, how did we meet? I feel like it was at Knuckleheads when you stole that person's phone, right? That was the first time? I was thinking we ran into each other at work. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, I didn't steal a phone. Somebody left a phone on the... That, that's very true. On that's the bar. The, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a clear delineation of... <laughs> Listen, uh, I did not steal it. It was left in my pocket. 
I was holding on to it for good measure, not for ransom, just uh, just doing my part as a good citizen. Yeah. Which is what I did a lot of back then. Just always looking out for other people. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. It had to have been at work, but there's a lot of faces and names in those first couple of years there, so... What year did you... St- All right, so we both worked... You worked at a, at a snowboarder magazine. I worked at skateboarder magazine. I was just starting off trying to get my foot in the door how into writing, and you were... How... You must have been graduated for a while. No, I graduated that spring, and then I moved out here. So, like, oh. I walked in my... Gra- I walked in my graduation, and then the next day I flew out here. Oh, bang, bang. Yeah, so my... Really getting that indentured servitude at Snowboarder for zero dollars and uh, just experience. Kind of learn from it. Yeah, the action. Like a couple ins- years off my liver. Yeah, very much so. The action sports industry loves to pay young talent in experience, uh, alcohol, and free. Just nothing that you can put towards rent at all. Like some yeah. maybe. It, it, kind of hard kind of hard to pay your landlord with a case of red bull uh it d- depends how crafty you are just that's what i was getting at because sometimes you can get enough free shit uh laying around the office that you head on to buffalo exchange and suddenly you know rent got that's true 100 100 to 300 dollars knocked off which uh is questionable but my my opinion was if you if i didn't ask for it and nobody was using it then why not Go yeah. cash it in. No one told you not to do it, so I think you're clear. No one specifically told me not to. It wasn't like I was hitting up Nike for a limited edition dunks and then throwing them on eBay for three grand. So, you know, yeah, I feel like we're in the clear. But yeah, we uh, I guess we both got our start run roughly the same time. So I just right out of college and uh, jumping into weird industry parties that. Have people anywhere from 17 to 45 years old running around, and most of which never learned how to drink properly. But they're all dressed the same, so it works out. Yeah, flannels, bean, all-weather beanies, uh, tight jeans at the time, very tight. A lot of the same, uh, same-looking same people. A lot of clones walking around in beanies and red uh, flannel shirts and vans. That's basically the uniform for that time. Very much. I mean, but, no, not a lot's a lot, changed. Yeah, but lots of free drinks, so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, one time they had a a white whiskey company come to our office and make us cocktails just as a promotion. And yeah, that I was, remember. I I remember that day too because uh, it was lunch, and I had one shot of that stuff, and I'm like, wow, I think I'm drunk at eleven thirty in the morning cool yeah i mean it's kind of what do you think that that industry is sort of like a chicken and the egg type scenario where it's like well are does it create people who uh over drink and party too hard or do people who party too hard uh get drawn to the skate and snow and surf and bmx and uh, everything else lifestyle yeah i think it's I think it's kind of just, uh, you don't really expect it going in, but then you, you realize it's kind of a perk and then it becomes your everyday life. You're going to lunch 
uh, lunches with the salespeople and you're just getting shit house when you have a ton of work to do, but they close their, uh, their final account. So you kind of have to deal with that. But I don't think a lot of people get it for the boot, but it's definitely the, the kind of like laid back work style that I think attracts a lot of people to it. Right. And, uh, I mean, like that's the whole vibe is it's just one big party, even though, you know, it is a career at the same time, but you know, when you're making 33 grand and you got 200 grand in debt or whatever, the the party can take a, you, you kind of want to focus on the party sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's your mid thirties problem. Don't worry about it at the time. You'll, you'll deal with that when you're 35 and trying to figure out how to refinance your student loans. Yeah. This is just your break before you make it big. You know, you're just taking a breather, yeah. working a job like any other Joe Schmo, but uh, you know, give it five or 10 years and you're going to crack it big six figures. All that debt's it's just going to be wiped away. It's your, it's your career spring break. You're just kind of like, <laughs> there's a lot of work to do, but things are kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, you're going to end up paying for it later. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't, th- I mean, I'm sure that, that, I don't know of any other industry that works like this. Like it was basically like the scumbag version of Mad Men, right? Because it's like you you can drink at work a lot of the time, you drink after work a lot of the time, and it's just like yeah, uh, no one's really gonna. You can come in hung up, you can come in still drunk, and as long, as long as you get your job done, no one's really questioning anything. Yeah, and everyone kind of understands because they were at the party or whatever premiere or whatever the night before too so you're kind of all on the same page i've uh i don't think i've ever gotten as much work done hungover as as i had during those years oh, <laughs> like, absolutely not oh i'm not hungover today i feel like a fucking superhero this is great yeah i used to make a joke that if i'm gonna be hungover i might as well be getting paid for it i'm not gonna do it out for free but I, yeah even though we clearly have many many times but that, I mean, those are the perks because, uh, like you don't get paid a lot, especially starting off. So it's just like, you look forward to these free beer parties and there certainly were a lot of them, especially like, uh, what is that? 2010 to 2008, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause I came out here in 2008. So, yeah. So like the economy's still struggling to come back. Everybody like... Nothing's certain, so it's just like put your head down, grab a free PBR, and let's uh, let's see where this goes. Yeah, here's uh, a free Tuesday. Just go for it. Go nuts. Yeah. And it's always weird, like those industry parties, because you're not really sure. You just assume that it's a bunch of people like you, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a like a legend in the snowboarding world that I. I did not realize just walked in and he's just drinking it like a shitty high life like the rest of us. It's like kind of uh, blended circles. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty eye opening just um, because like how there were so many and they ranged in uh, like the, all these industry parties for people who don't aren't involved in the in the skate, snow, surf industry, action sports, whatever you want to call it. Uh, most companies have promotional parties where they just invite industry out magazines uh you know writers photographers other writers whatever and everybody comes out 
they have free beer, they, re- they reveal their product or their project or their video and or have a photo show and there's an art, whatever. Every, there's a cause, whatever. And there's usually free alcohol and it's just a window of free booze and everybody just rushes in and tries to get as shit hammered as they can in that window of time. Or at least that was yeah. our MO back then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like look over and then you realize that there's like some 14 or 15 year old just guzzling beer because no one's checking. And you're like, oh, that's the vibe of this party. Okay. Yeah. And I, right that. I get that. But that was like, that could get potentially very dangerous. Like say you were at a surf port party and there's this group of attractive girls at a bar. So you assume everything's cool. And then you go up and chat, chat them up. And they're like, we're 17. I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. We got school tomorrow. Oh, college? No. <laughs> Community college? <laughs> Is it like a trade school or something? Ah, shit. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah. Am I on a list? But yeah, I mean, most of them were pretty low, low key. I, I mean, not most of them, but like a lot of them are just, you know, they pinned up some photos on the wall and they were celebrating their five or 10 year anniversary, whatever. Somebody makes a speech. Yeah. What And, you know, there's that. But it can get, like, the first, do you remember the first, like, balls-to-the-wall one where, like, it clearly was an account or company with a a lot of money that were really rolling it out? I mean, the one that always sticks out was that one in the harbor. I can't remember whose shoe release it was. Um, But it was, like, they had their, they, I'm not sure if they got the beer from, like, a microbrewer or something, put their own labels on it, but, uh, I was just drinking as much as I could. And then some <laughs> dude at the end came up with like, Hey, uh, you guys want a case of beer to take with you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, thank you. And then I, I couldn't find a ride or something. I just remember wandering through a parking lot with a case of unmarked <laughs> beer and, uh, kind of kind of reevaluate my life. But, um, that was the big one where it was like a lot of money thrown into the venue, but yeah. otherwise it just seems like it was kind of at like warehouses and stuff, which are, Equally as fun, but... Oh, yeah, they were great. Um, I mean, a free party with free alcohol is always a good time, especially because they usually give you free product or whatever. But, um, yeah, that was a good one. That was Jake Duncombe's Globe shoe release because it was sort of like a mid-top, high-top boat shoe. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they really... They, they did it up for that one. Yeah. The I fir- just remember everyone was like, the boat's leaving. We're all getting on the boat. And I'm like, I can't handle being this drunk on a boat right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go wander a parking lot. That was, that was a good one. Out to sea, drinking yeah. it up. The thing about like a lot of the snowboard ones were um, like the, the hot dog and handrails one was the, the first one we ended up that was like on location in Big Bear. And that was kind of a weird introduction to, to Big Bear. Where I'm like, oh, this is uh, Fort Lauderdale, but uh, in the mountains. <laughs> People are just going as hard as possible at every turn. Yeah, like I thought skateboarders partied hard, and then I that still might be the high, high water mark because the, they. I, I don't what you, what even was that venue? It was like a Chinese restaurant lodge. Like yeah, I think next to an airport and people are throwing chairs onto the runway like it's 
Yeah. At some point, everybody just decided it was time to throw shit off the side of the of the balcony and just everything that wasn't nailed down was getting thrown overboard into the airport. Yeah. I don't even remember that. that it was just the after party, right? I'm not even really sure. It's all pretty hazy to me. I just remember getting there and then they were doing the uh, the skis of shots where like you stand shoulder to shoulder with four other people and take a shot off a ski. Oh, yeah. And then, and then it gets real hazy. Um, but yeah, there's always those just random like, oh, we're at this restaurant or this place because on the mountain there's only so many places you can have a party. But they were yeah. always great. <laughs> you just black out and wake up in another new place and like, hey, we're still drinking. You black out and you're still drinking yeah. at another place. And then you're like, what is this Chinese lodge that is now turning into and, a, a melee? And you're also at like elevation too, which is another thing the next morning. You're like, I think I'm dying. I actually oh, yeah. feel like I'm dying. Like, yeah, that was by far the most hungover. I was just, we went up to Big Bear recently and on the way up, I remembered how hungover you were. I mean, we all were, but you oh. were like, your skin was yeah. so pale. You're basically translucent. Lucent. We could kind of hear the alcohol like gl- sloshing around inside yeah. you. I was, and, I was just Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future when he's slowly disappearing. That's <laughs> kind of what it felt like. <laughs> is this how I die? <laughs> it, it was one of those hangovers that you're like, oh man, I feel really bad. And then you're like, this feels like something else. This doesn't feel like a normal hangover. <laughs> like, I think my body's uh, shutting down. But Yeah, this is full-blown alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Yeah, memories. And we stayed at my uncle's yeah. cabin. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he had, a sauna, he had a sauna chair, which is a lawn chair that just has a big... Basically, a self-contained tent surrounding it where your head pops out, and you just sit in it and sweat onto a fucking tray. <laughs> just a little sweat lodge. Yeah, there's there's some weird gems in that in that uh, cabin. Can't wait to go back. Yeah. That was, uh, snowboarders are a different breed. I, I really learned to, I mean, I, I snowboarded in high school a little bit, but then like working at the magazines, like re- interacting with you guys, uh, like T-Bird, Pat, like all, all of them, just, just yeah. great guys, just, just great people. Living legends. Pretty much like uh, indubitably. Yeah. Just being drunk, like going out drinking with them alone. Like you're like, Oh even if we're just going to a parking lot to drink, this is going to be the most memorable night just because of who they are. Like T-Bird will turn anything into the best night ever. Them together or separate, just like this, the stories that they have and the stories that they are making are incredible. I mean, who else could come up with something as beautiful as the Cosmo Bowl? That's true. <laughs> Patent like, pending. Framing it like this, it just seems like, all these people are alcoholics and they found something that they can, they can get paid to drink at. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Well, it's an entirely enabling uh, industry. Yeah. Which is great because <laughs> like, wh- yeah. where else could we all survive? I loved it. Um, 
Yeah, and then Pat had the the trick with the microwaving a beer. Yeah, I, I never saw him actually do it. I just heard about people like reacting to it and like winning money and stuff. And I was like, huh, that seems like, I'm like, that's a pretty good trick. And then I thought about doing it at home just to see if it worked. And I'm like, what if I just put this in here and it explodes and burns my house down? And I'm not going to try it, but. Just have flashbacks to the one time you put Arby's in the in the microwave with, that, yeah. with the foil wrapper. And you're like, never again. Yeah. I learned my lesson. Uh, I'm not going to. I went through that phase in second or third grade where I just smell like, ah, I wonder what this will do in the microwave. Uh, all right. Probably some sort of <laughs> weird cancer I have now. What else can go in the microwave? Yeah. And then, uh, like the skate parties, they, I mean, it, all of these, by the way, except surf parties, huge, huge sausage fests. Snowboarding, yeah. like skate, biggest sausage fest. Snowboarding, second biggest sausage fest. I don't know. I've never been to a BMX one, uh, but then surfing it was like a way better ratio. But also like, kind of felt higher brow. Just like it felt surfing. like we were at the cool kids parties. Yeah, and like we weren't exactly welcome there. We were like bringing the vibe down. Surfing parties always seemed like your friend that is having a dinner party for the first time, and they're like you kind of have to be <laughs> behaved at their new their new apartment or something. Like they always seemed yeah. like. A little more, you'd have to be a little more wary of breaking something. Or like being just people holding it against you or remembering. Or <clears throat> yeah. Like skate parties, it was kind of like like the CEO of a, a pretty big shoe company. Like he's the one of the biggest partiers I, I know. He like I don't know if he invented it, but he's famous for doing these things called tough guy shots. And it's like <laughs> rubbing salt in your eyes and taking shots of tequila. And I have like multiple photos of him like up in a like climbing trees, just shirts like you never know what he was gonna get into. And it was like you're not having that with the surf people because it was like I guess that it's like a more athletic activity, and you can drown and die a lot easier than yeah. And it always seemed um, like they started super early in the morning with like dawn patrol and stuff like that, so it didn't seem like they're out partying late at night. But I'm not a person. It's a more I'm not a person who yeah. surfs, skates, or snowboards, so uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I I got no morning call time. Okay, so I'm I'm here I'm here now. I mean, I get it because I mean, skateboarders aren't going to get up at 5 a.m. to go skate. I mean, maybe maybe if you're doing a filming uh, mission and you're just trying to beat security or whatever. Yeah. But that's like so so rare. Like whereas surfers, the people that hobbyists just will get up at at dawn to go do it and i'm like god bless you because i'm fucking not doing that shit and it's also like if you fall like snowboarding oh whoops i fell that kind of hurt if you fall surfing it's like now the work begins you have to fight the waves and sharks <laughs> like it's a, it, it's a little more serious thing but yeah i mean a lot of people break their collarbones and shit snowboarding too but it's, yeah i think you it's easier to control your your speed and you're not dependent on the wave. Yeah. Whereas surfing very much so. They are just a different breed. Like I, I don't know. They're nice. They're nice enough. Yeah. <laughs> I I never had any problem. Yeah, me either. I mean minor problems. Yeah. I mean if if any actually. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. It just seemed like uh they weren't gonna be in breaking down your hotel room in the middle of the night at like 4 a.m. to beat you to death with uh, pillows, like 
keyboard to, to me multiple times <laughs> and not really yeah, re- not really remembering it and waking up the next morning like did I get beaten up with I'm sore as <laughs> shit did they have a pillowcase full of batteries yeah what is happening yeah it is weird because it's kind of funny because surfing's the oldest whatever quote unquote sport and like it's sort of almost well I mean snowboarding's not as younger than skateboarding but seemingly more mature maybe i can't i don't know yeah point being surfing's the most mature maybe because it's their elder uh, elder statesmen are a little older than the rest of uh the, the sports yeah snowboarding and skateboarding are still in their uh 18 to 25 year old time frame so they're still kind of working yeah. out the kinks it is funny though because like that the class of like classic partiers from like when i was coming up like they're all, almost all sober, which is great because they got their life together and they're really, you know, figuring their shit out. And they got kids and stuff, so they can't be just piles of shit. Yeah, but, uh, you know, there is this changing of the guard type of thing. It's it's good. Like the people still party, but it, it's not as I don't know. I think there yeah. is becoming I mean, more. I think that maybe it's thing. just my point of view also, like because it it does seem more responsible than when we were doing it where it's like we can get away with this why isn't anybody stopping us yeah i think that's a good thing that you kind of have that little oh this is what it's like to be hung over for 400 days straight uh (laughs) maybe maybe i want to try something else before i die at 28 but you know i gave it a shot it's uh it was fun it's not for me but you know if that's your path enjoy it terrible decision just go for it yeah i think you probably went to a few more like industry parties and stuff uh right like because i only went to kind of a handful um there's always like a few uh like launch dates for like products and stuff that we always went to but it seemed like skate always had things going on like the releases were way more often but yeah i think just because the product is cheaper to uh release and just um it's not seasonal so that they're you know skate shoes come out all the time so it's like the the bigger the shoe the bigger the the party i definitely went to a few that were like not like the first one that i was really like just blown away and obviously why not it was a nike sb for the release of the stefan janowski shoe was like that to, I had never in my life been to a, anything like that. It was insane. There was just like this giant, like it looked like a thing out of fucking Hunchback and Notre Dame or like uh, uh, Tim Burton's Batman or something. It was like this weird multi-level bar with a dance floor. They had cabaret dancers with uh, fucking bo- like boa constrictors and pythons all around them. They hired... Damn. Uh, they flew out uh, Stefan Janowski's favorite band from Philly to play, who I'd never, I couldn't name, I couldn't tell you the band name to this day. And uh, like they, re- they just, and, and it wasn't like, like every, every party we'd been to up until then was like quote unquote open bar, which meant, hey, here's some tubs of PBR or whatever beer yeah. got donated. And it's just a free for all. Maybe there's some liquor sponsors that are, you know, going to kick in for shots or cocktails or whatever. But like this one was when they said open bar, it was whatever you want, as much as you want all night long, literally 
top shelf anything you wanted and it was just put it on the tab yeah which those always seem like a fun time until you get like two or three drinks in and you're like i can't really tell the difference in this tequila that i'm drinking but it's 17 dollars a glass but we have that for like work parties and stuff like open bar anything you want and then you have like three drinks and you're like all right whatever this could be gasoline for all i care yeah i mean sometimes you can tell because like with whiskeys and tequila it's you can get it a lot smoother and then it's also uh like if you're mixing it you're probably not going to tell but if you're you're going to tell the next day because if you drink yeah. jim beam and you wake up the next day you're going to feel every drink whereas you have like a, a nicer one or three of the nicer one you're it's going to be a little fuzzy but not it's not yeah. going to be just in your ear the way that the other ones are it's not going to be drinking old crow but the handle full <laughs> like you're melting <laughs> i mean there there is a charm to those kind of parties i don't i'm not not yeah i'm just i, I think know. the record will state that you are not knocking it you are <laughs> My track record will show that I do not turn my nose up. That's the weird thing about, like, living in San Clemente at the time. It seemed like everyone that you kind of work with, all being in the same building, you would just randomly hear, like, stories like, oh, this bar has a a Pelagroso truck is there, and they're giving out free shots. So, like, you would just hear through the grapevine and be like, oh, free drinks. And then you'd sprint to a bar you've never been before in the hopes of just getting free tequila for really no interest in what was going on there oh yeah or like some local crew is having a skate video premiere and there's free beer so it's like yeah i mean i don't know anybody in it yeah. but i'll go check it out for sure like, why there not that, what else am i doing there was that i think the snowboard nike snowboarding put on like where they rented out that motel in san Clemente. oh yeah and it was like just inviting every person you've ever met because they didn't really police of like who was getting in. But like, yeah, sure. All right. Everybody in. Yeah, that's when Nike was still trying to like win everybody over a little bit, where like it was just like, Yeah, whatever you want. It, everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so just, like the the amount of weird shit that probably went down in that motel, like the if the walls could talk, man. They got <laughs> I hope you got your alibi. Yeah. It was a real real odd situation but it was super fun yeah it was they kind of had like a madonna and type vibe where they every room kind of had a little motif going not quite i mean obviously not as insane as the madonna Inn, but yeah. it was uh they, i mean they i mean it's nike they they do it they do it up they those party like what was wild was for like fairfax has been fairfax for it was fairfax when we were going there like it was supreme yeah. off at a store it was it was like High end, hype beastie. Before that, before I'd ever heard that term, but um, you know, it wasn't what like the low lit level Hollywood stars were really frequenting it to the level that they are now. Like we last time we were on Fairfax together, we ran into uh, Julia Roberts' daughter or niece or whatever. Oh yeah, Emma Roberts. She was yeah, super and drunk. Was, she was just come yeah, just coming out of a bar. Yeah, coming across two two big two studs. Man, we really blew it. Um, yeah, I mean, Sean, you missed your opportunity. God, that that whole area is kind of weird because it's all like these super fancy, like kind of like they all they all every 
essentially every storefront looks like a pop-up shop there. But uh, it seems like it's a really wealthy area. And then all of a sudden, like, you have, like, a, like that Adidas premiere where it's, like, a tiny little one-room gallery with, like, all this free alcohol and, like, uh, DJs, but really small paintings and stuff. And you're like, seems like a weird place to have this, but I'm, I'm on board. It was always a weird location, but uh, Fairfax was was wild just because for a, for a stint there, it felt like if you walked that block where Supreme is, there was going to be a, one of these kind of parties every night of the week. Like, yeah. If you were up there, like you could go drink for free it, like at least Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Wednesday, Tuesday, if you knew where to look or what where to be. Yeah. And like there were there were weeks when uh, we'd go up for <laughs> multiple nights, just be like, well, get the fuck out of San Clemente. That was the other weird thing. It's like a lot of these events were like on a Wednesday. <laughs> Not the most optimal partying time. Maybe they did it on purpose so people wouldn't drink as much, but that did not stop us. But Yeah, I think that was part of it. And also to try to keep the riffraff out where it's like, all right, or well, not to intermingle the riffraff with their high high end clientele. Maybe there are so many times when I'm like, that is one of the most drunk times I've ever been. <laughs> but when we went to the Irish bar after the shoe party, and then got more, hand, I could barely, I couldn't fucking stand up. Yeah, that's that like was, uh, kind of the always like the goal of the night was to be like, all right, keep it together because this is like an industry thing, and there's people that I will see again here. So just be cool. And they're going like, to remember, and I'm not. Yeah, it's like 8.30, and I'm like, I'm not doing too good. I, I'm very <laughs> drunk. And nobody like, had invented drinking water yet, so it was like not yeah. going to cross your mind whatsoever. It was like, dinner? No, they don't have food here. We're not going to yeah, go get food. That was always the thing. Is like, It always seemed like there was an element of kind of like just whatever food, but I never thought to eat it. It's like, I got to <laughs> I gotta drink this as fast as I can and get another one because they're going to run out of beer at some point. Just savages. Oh, man. We were we could be bought and sold so cheaply. Yeah. I mean, I still can. Very yeah. much so, but... <laughs> I mean, you leave a half a thing of uh, Coors out, you get me on the boat in a second. I'll, I'll follow that right to the... Right to be in Shanghai. I'll follow those blue mountains anywhere. The most recent one, and this is a... Uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh, Vans had a shoe release party this year, and it was before every. Obviously, it was before everything shit the bed. But it was down, like it was kind of sick because it was one of the Vans writers who's from like Carlsbad, Oceanside, and I'm sure Vans went to him and was like, "Anywhere you want to go in the world, we'll have your party. We'll have the release. We'll do it up. Whatever you want." Because like it's a it's a write off for these companies to just do whatever. And invite yeah. everybody out and pay for everything, hotels, carte blanche, whatever. And uh, he said, I want everybody to come to Carlsbad, where I'm from. And they're like, great. <laughs> We're going to save so much money. But up until this point, um, that Stefan Janowski party was the, was the top tier. I'd never, like, that was insane to me. And then this one, they had free skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And then rented out an entire bowling alley and had a witch, like the the African witch, we intend to cause havoc. Yeah. 
they had that band who I don't know the last time they played America, but they had them play a fucking bowling alley in Carlsbad. <laughs> it and, sounds like a 13-year-old's wet dream birthday party. I know. <laughs> going to be it was, awesome. I know. It made me love the dude, like, because the guy who had the shoe release, I was like, this dude's the best. He's bringing everybody to his hometown. He's just doing what else he would want. He's like, this is what I'm about. I like bowling with my friends. We go skydiving sometimes. We're going to skate the park that I, like, go to all the time. We hang out. It was just a, it was just so fucking rad. Yeah. And, like, uh, and, like, just being hammered at a bowling alley in Carlsbad watching this band. And they were so cool. Like, they were just hanging out, just vibing with the with the dude Rowan, and like just just a perfect day. <laughs> yeah, and like all for like this you know sixty five seventy seventy dollars shoe. So I was blown away. Even like uh, one of the editors at, at uh, Thrasher, he even he was just like, "This one is gonna be tough to beat." And he goes to like, I'm sure he's been to fucking everything because he's always the guy taking photos at everything. Yeah. Like, also a rad guy, just super sick. We have so to I don't. I mean, challenge is out there. Other companies, you need to outdo free skydiving and a bowling alley rented. And and we could bowl. You could bowl on top of everything else. Damn. And they yeah. literally had garbage cans full of beer. <laughs> That's a like we have our like fancy wrap uh, party every year. Every uh, year get to kind of go through and like it's way fancier it's at Avalon like this super nice club down in Hollywood and like everything's free like all these fancy like uh, hors d'oeuvres and stuff and they have like every time it's, it's themed so they'll have like Alice in Wonderland and then dudes on stilts will get to people handing out like hors d'oeuvres and stuff and they're like oh, this is insane but uh yeah, I'm just going to drink as fast as possible and uh, get weird with it. But then you realize, like, you're there with all the people that were on the bus. And it's, like, all these, <laughs> like, like singers and stuff. But they let the the girl who won a couple of years ago was, like, I think she was, like, 15. And she was, like, singing. And I'm just, like, watching everyone around her. Everyone around her is, like, blackout drunk. I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> is going to be real uncomfortable for her and I would assume her family, but uh, yeah, it was a great time. This is what making it looks like. This is everything you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles. I was just remembering uh, we had a holiday party at the last company I worked for, and they were kind of being courted by a bigger company that was going to buy them out. So they were, you know, they really put lipstick on a pig like it was a good company it was it was just fine but like they probably went into so much fucking debt for this party <laughs> they rented out this whole concert venue they had like four different food trucks an in and out truck and uh they got joan jet to come joan jet and the Blackhearts played Damn. our holiday party and i dude there were maybe two dozen people like maybe watching them and everybody else was just like cool guying it in the back, like having their cocktails. Like the owner was with, uh, that, uh, the Lily Allen's brother that was, uh, in game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Like he was like, he was there. There were like, that was like the most Hollywood, like hobnobby 
crowd that I've ever been around. Meanwhile, I'm like just getting hammered dancing at the front of the bar. Yeah. At the front of Joan Jett. Like, yeah, she's going to see me. I got these hot moves for Joan Jett. (laughs) This is the day. This is the day I impressed Joan Jett. Yeah. And then we get a ride back to the the office and just, yeah, I'm just going to sleep it off in the car in the parking lot here. (laughs) I think think a bunch of us are going to do that. Yeah. But, but yeah, then that company bought them out and just <laughs> just probably uh, absorbed the debt. Yeah. yeah. We'll just write it off. For as many, like, uh, celebrities like skating or snowboarding, you know, I don't really ever run into any at these kind of parts. I mean, we've set the tone for why not, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> I do remember going to, like, a, it was a Giovanni Retta like a photo like he did a bunch of a series of portraits and had a party in LA and that one had like I, I remember seeing Scott Kahn Shepard Ferry I don't I re, don't remember if Henry Rollins was there but that that was one where it was like I kind of oh Jude Law was there I think or no no yeah. that fucker with the eyes that uh uh Frodo oh Master Bilbo yeah, he was there, and he's tiny. That Alfie yeah. dude is tiny, too. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, he's a hobbit, so that makes total sense. I mean, every in- I mean, not every industry. No, every industry has these kind of parties. It's just like the, the, le- like the, what, what is permissible at all of them seems to be, you know, it varies based on whatever industry you're in. Cause every, every company you're at, it's like, we worked all year. We want to blow off steam. If it's like a holiday party or a release or whatever. Yeah. But like, I and gotta imagine like, they all seem up? fairly like similar to like, once you get past like, Oh, this is a cool venue. And like these cool things that are happening. You're like, it's still just people drinking free alcohol. <laughs> like, yeah, it all, it's kind of a level set of like, all right, yeah, neat. But. It is, I think the only difference is like the the self-awareness of what how cool you are or how much like clout you have. Where it's like, you come into a, you see a skateboarder that takes themselves too seriously and it's like, dude, like you're really good at what you do and you're rad, but like don't get too into yourself. Like this shit, one fucking step off the board and this shit's all over. You don't have yeah. health insurance. And then it's like, it, like that. I think that's why it's fun is because most people don't take themselves too seriously. There is like egos and attitude where every, you know, people looking down their nose or turn their nose up at you or whatever. But like, for the most part, like you're all in the same boat. Whereas like, I think you go to like Hollywood, like remember, Oh fuck. You weren't there when we ended up at sky bar. Or like oh, the standard yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Our company used to do a mini ramp party in the back of the standard and that would get out of fucking hand. Yeah. Mostly because you were you had to kind of dodge a pool to kind of watch things. And then you're like it was very precarious for a yeah, bunch of but super drunk people. Also your hotel room is not 
uh, a stumble away. So there wasn't really any like you weren't wearing any life preserver. You were just like going for it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, things sometimes uh things go wrong. You you end up in the wrong room, think you stumble out of your room and can't get back in. Think things happen. Yeah, there it's all life lessons and it's all about learning. That's it is it it's a it's a growing learning journey. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just imagine doing a like a Hollywood rap like SNL does like rap parties after a, after an episode or after a season. And yeah. just imagining like like comics would be funny or like the improv people, like that would be fun. I doubt them like maybe they would try to handle themselves appropriately, but like I feel like movie stars and shit that would get not that fun. Like just based on the amount of like Pat Oswald making jokes about how no one eats leaving the food at these uh, red carpet events. Oh yeah. So I doubt it. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> kind of the thing is like when you're a public figure like that, you kind of have to lock it down like that. Um, yeah. Like if your job requires you to have a publicist and have to answer for your actions, chances yeah. are you're not going to go get shit housed with a, uh, a bunch of strangers unless you're bill murray and then you're not you know he's just yeah running the gamut telling I mean, people they'll never believe him bill murray can do no wrong he uh he's in a pretty good spot so he is uh he is just an american treasure yeah he's to that point where he's like i can do anything i'm gonna go work at uh pf chang's in an airport and then uh <laughs> Just for the experience. I've been in films with the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that must know. suck. Like, that must suck to be uh, that level of wealthy. That I think that's why, uh, like, football play like, athletes get into so much trouble. It's because they, like, you know, if you come straight out of high school or if you don't have a lot of exposure or if, like, you know, you're, you're told to be aggressive, like, you're hired as a, a like football players you're hired to be an aggressive person on field and you know that's a culture and then you get out and people talk shit it's like oh i'm just going to be a nice guy all of a sudden it's like i mean that's that's i'm based on my own experience in San Clemente that kind of seems what it's like for the off duty uh, military there like oh yeah those dudes uh, have a certain way about them, and you can see it, and it's fine until they're super wasted at, what is that place called, Altalfos? <laughs> and it's uh, like, uh, oh, I'm in the middle of an octagon with 40 other people that want to fight right now, and uh, I need to get out of here. <laughs> at the Sky Lounge, 2 a.m. Yeah. Sky Lounge, say God, I. <laughs> if we were smart, we would have done a better. Like, thank God for uh, Cody Moyles and Blake for uh, documenting that. Like, j- true journalists. But yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I think I moved from there before, like that place was a thing, and I only went there that one time, and I was like, "This is fucking madness." <laughs> yeah, it is there, just. It's a, a restaurant full of like. 45 dudes and one girl and they all are like angry dogs like dudes just 
stepping in front of each other, stepping on each other's feet, like just yeah, trying to could, start something. You could go into an MMA gym and have less physical tension yeah. in the air because everybody's like, you know, like they're there with the understanding that there will be fights, but not like you go into Adolfo's at 2 a.m. and there is a hope that there will be fights. Yeah. If you just, There's a promise. Like, if you're like me who just stumbled in there with the hopes of a burrito and uh, all you get is a bunch of aggro dudes, like it's an, it's a culture shock for sure. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, it's like grizzly bears. It's dangerous if you're too close, but it's pretty entertaining from a distance. It's majestic to watch from afar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to wrap that up. Um, Got anything else? Yeah, I think uh, we covered it. Free alcohol. So it was a a plus. Yeah, so that you might not be thinking that might be part of the perk of uh, working in the action sports industry, but uh, that's pretty much all there is until you get a name for yourself. Like if you're a photographer or a graphic artist or something with a name attached... You could make good money, but the rest of us, it's uh, you're just scraping by until the next free beer party on Fairfax comes around. Yeah, and then you spend all the money that you saved on alcohol on coconut water and burritos the next day. And an Uber home. You yeah. spend it on the Uber home or the hotel that night. Yeah. Thank God for Andy. Shout out to Andy. Shout yep. out to Dad for driving us home all those times. Thanks, Dad. Kept us safe. We appreciate you. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all I got. Unless something we could do a round two if more stories come up or uh, we think of anything else. Yeah. All right, Sean. It's been a pleasure. Always, always a pleasure, Christian. Thanks, thanks for having me. Hey, we're in this together. <laughs> Well, until next time, this has been Parking Lot Drunk. I am Christian Senrud. I am Sean Burke. Cheers, y'all. Bye-bye.